Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good. It's only 8.30. Yep. Uh-oh. We got the uh, volume on this, and we don't want that. The trials and tribulation oh, of live, yep. live broadcast. That's right. Um, you said you didn't sleep good last night or something. I, and I said the night before was bad for us. And it was weird. We, we've had this problem in our house where the smoke alarms go off in the middle of the night. Oh, that'll wake a body up. What's weird is that it doesn't ever wake up any of the kids. Like it's happened three or four dozen times. I would say that's just a wild guess. But every time it's just like you go check on the kids and they're fine. And this was after like Charlie for the first time ever came downstairs was like mommy, daddy. And he generally just stays in his room the whole time. So I'm going, I'm like, you know, checking around everything. And I turn the smoke detectors off. And so then I try to go back to sleep and I'm like, smoke detectors are off. What if there's something wrong? Mm. Mm -hmm. Found out it was the wind blowing in the exhaust port for the furnace. For the Okay. So it was carbon monoxide was building up Elevated in the level. basement. Yeah. In that one smoke detector there. That's what it was. So set them all off. Yep. Well, they're all wired together too. So it's super annoying. It's real loud. So one thing about it, if they work correctly, you'll never sleep through a fire. Well, my kids will. Well, you'll get them up. Our infant yeah. did. And he generally just, I think, hates sleep or just loves seeing us. I think he loves to see you. In the middle of the night. No, well, Carly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so, Tuesday, we've got a live thing, a live taping that we're going to do, live questions and all of that at the Kelowna Coffee Shop, 6.30. Right. So, come out, see us. And, Act- the, and the only way we're advertising this is through this podcast and through the bulletin at mm-hmm. the Westchester United Methodist Church. So I have a little incentive thing that if you come into Kelowna Coffee House and you tell them that you're there for the broadcast when you buy your coffee or your latte or your foo-foo drinks, uh, there'll be something special for you Ooh, at the register. Awesome. So come Don't, don't expect big things, but it, there'll be something for you. Everyone gets a new car from Don. Or no, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Even Don doesn't have a new car. Yeah, well, so, yeah. New cars are overrated, aren't they? They really are. So, yeah, come ask some questions. Heckle Don a little bit. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You can write down questions. We're not going to drag you up in front of the camera or anything unless oh, you want to. Wouldn't unless, that be fun? Unless you're related to me or something or yeah. I feel like it. We could make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> we could. <laughs> I'd, you know, loan him my mic just to make it happen. Yeah. So, questions today. I really wanted to talk about um, how do you convince somebody or how do you, about the uh, believing in the resurrection, okay? I found that it's, it, it's interesting how this certain part of the faith journey is a, is a, is is kind of a uh, is a difficult part, the last stepping stone, and it's a little shaky. Sort of a sticking point. Yeah, and and 
And I've always thought that was pretty easy. But for some reason, the believing that, oh, then he rose from the dead, that's a weird, that's the part we're not. And what's interesting is that no other faith has the God that has. True. But it's referenced so often, especially in Paul's writings, and, and it's part of Romans 10, 9 and 10, where we, you know, that's sort of the test of whether you're saved or not. If you believe, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I mean, that's basically what uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. So you're right, that test of resurrection, as far as the measuring piece of our faith, I think really is often a, a sticking point because we don't encounter resurrection in the human realm. No. We, we, yeah, mysterious stuff. Yeah. But in reality, as far as the Christian faith goes, there's resurrection for you and me too. Right. So if we don't believe that God would raise Jesus from the dead, and also there's 3,000 witnesses, how deep is our faith? So in one way or another, the resurrection piece is a test of faith. Now your question was, how do we convince people? How do we work with people who don't understand that piece? And I think one of the ways to do that is to walk them through Scripture. Mm, Okay. Specifically, uh, how important that is in your faith. And the second piece is then take them to where the witnesses actually witnessed the resurrected Jesus. Yeah. Acts 1. And uh, the end of, yeah, Acts 1, and then Paul references how many people did see Jesus alive. And uh, I don't have that reference on the end of my tongue. Sorry, we'll have to get that another time. Uh, And then the third piece is walk with him in faith because faith is a growth piece. So they're not going to have that all right away. Mm -hmm. They'll be growing in that. Yeah, so they acknowledge that that God raised him from the dead. Good. Well, that's a starting place of their salvation. And then... Walk with them. And just keep Discipleship. going through there. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, that's a good way to go through it. Um, I found it's kind of tricky to get that part going because they want you to explain it to them. That's, or in, some, in one way or another, like, well, if you can't, you know, explain it. I'm like, it's hard for me because, like, I believe it. I've, I've been through that journey, and obviously my words are not going to be sufficient Um Unless I'm just quoting straight from scripture. Uh, um, but there's sometimes there's a sticking point of like, oh, well, those are just like written by people. How can we trust that that actually happened? So sometimes I like to, you know, point them towards, you know, different, you know, non-biblical accounts, which I feel are like <laughs> less legitimate. But to a non-believer, sometimes it's like, okay, well, as long as this thing wasn't this, this, the Bible was built on a whole faith, you know, thing and, you know, religion and stuff. But these other ones were completely unbiased. And sometimes that's good enough. But, yeah. and, and, you know, for the New Testament, we have Josephus, who would have historical accounts that, that parallel the New Testament. Hmm. So that helps. That helps a lot. Too. As far as New Testament accounts are. And uh, Josephus goes back into the Old Testament as well. But then you could call him prejudiced because he was Jew. Okay. Hmm. That's an interesting way to think about it. Huh. 
Um, so I've got another question too. Um, sometimes it kind of seems like so the Old Testament and the New Testament very different in how it portrays or different you when you read it you get a different sense of God's personality I feel like um whereas in the Old Testament it, it's a lot more vengeful like angry kind of God and in the New Testament it's a lot different is that just because it's it's Jesus that does a lot of in the New Testament, it's Jesus that's walking you through it. Well, for the most part, I I put it more as the it's the love piece, okay, of God reaching out, and then He reaches out through Jesus. Uh, I sometimes think it. I I think of the exasperation of God, mm-hmm. that uh, He He walked with the people of the the, the Jews so many different ways, so many different uh, depths. Uh, tried to call a people with Abraham and, and that worked for a while and then there was all th- sorts of different uh, scenarios that they just sort of gave up on him. We're, we've been reading through Kings and Chronicles yeah. and if you want to talk about people walking away from God, my goodness gracious, they were doing all sorts of things. So here's a, a people who willfully walked away from God. They were God's chosen people and willfully walked away. And then uh, now we're we're working in Ezra, and uh, God's trying to bring them back. Yeah. So it's a different, little different flavor. Okay. Of who God is in that part. And then you get to to Malachi, and it's sort of a predecessor to Matthew, and sort of says, "Hey, I'm I'm working with you guys. I'm trying to bring this about, uh, reconciling fathers to the sons, and that, that kind of thing, which becomes a theme in the New Testament. One of Jesus things, bringing shalom mm-hmm. to people's lives, wholeness, uh, peace. Well, that does make it sound like God is different in the New Testament than the Old. But in one way or another, so is humanity. Oh, yeah. Much different. And I, part of it is, where's God meeting us? Did he love the people? Did he love Abraham less then he loved Paul. I don't think so. Yeah. I think the same love is there, the same God is there. But the people, and what the Bible records are the individual people's response to God. And so the flavor of the Old Testament is probably flavored more by the people's response to God than who God is. Okay. And same way in the New Testament. I like that. Yeah, that's a good answer. I was kind of thought it was kind of interesting how, like, looking at the old testament how it's written like it clearly they weren't worried about offending anyone like it probably would not get passed today for a you know something something that would be written and been okay with like there wasn't a ton of editing sugarcoating when they put that when they put the old testament together i always thought that was just really interesting and such an important part of the bible that when they put it together, they could have easily changed that and made it to look, you know, made God look to be a lot more loving and, you know, caring and, mm-hmm. and, but then you, you know, different people see it different ways, you know, you know, is spanking a child a form of love is discipline, a form of love to some people it is. And some people see it as well, that's just being aggressive, you know, but the, and I also thought it was interesting how, 
Jesus was always so such a awesome, authoritative figure, savior, that he didn't like he demanded a lot of respect, but he wasn't there to just coddle, you know? Even though through him we see all that love that brings so many people to the faith. And that's that's what's neat is we see that personality of Jesus because we have his words recorded. Mm-hmm. And it, and we, we have four Gospels recording it, and we see the similarity between the four Gospels. We know he said it. Yeah. Uh, so that really does say a lot about the personality of Jesus. You were talking about the personality of the person writing. Uh, look at First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. Okay. Because those parallel events are recorded in those four books, and the personality of the writer starts to come out, and the culture and mm-hmm. the aspect, point of view, if you will. Okay. Like, I've been watching these Instagrams. Have you watched Instagrams? <laughs> they're silly little things, and, and they're doing. These kids are doing point of view POV. Yep. And they do point of view this way and point of view this way. And that's sort of what we've got going. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it, yeah. You know, so every time a point of view looks a little different, First Kings, First Chronicles, it changes the aspect just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's possible. Okay. I like how you referenced the yeah. <laughs> that's funny. My, my my wife Carly and I were talking about how because uh, she thinks these all these videos should be shorter and I keep saying, you know, I could talk to Don for an hour two hours and and it probably wouldn't be the best but um i could still do it and she's like well you know he should just do like because we're talking about how we're trying to get you to do one on your own too and have me produce it a different way she's like oh he should just do like tiktoks do you know what that is no so this is the this is the new thing it's um it's called tiktok and basically it it got it got really popular because um it's it's like 30 second clips or something that's the oh. maximum or something like that no 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 3 minutes and sometimes it's just like people dancing a certain way so then this certain dance will go viral and then everyone will try to do that dance oh it was kind of funny like a year ago you would see kids just like randomly just, just like holding their phones up or setting it down and then like dancing just like out in public oh. I, I remember being like that's weird but at the same time it's like I would have never done that if I was a, when I was a kid. I would have been much too shy and uh, you know, self-conscious of my image to just be like dancing and trying TikToks in public. But wow, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna catch me dancing, I don't think. Well, I tell you what, it's not just dancing. We, a lot of times, it's well, it's other stuff too. I, I, you know, I'm a pastor at heart. Mm-hmm. I will do whatever it takes to get the gospel as far as I can possibly yeah. send it, as long as the Lord gives me strength and and uh, the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. Well, maybe that'd be a good avenue for it then. Yeah, because I think after uh, I tried to Twitter once and I was just, nah, couldn't do it. Twitter once? Yep. Okay. You know, Twitter is, right? No. Okay. Well, well, oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess I did it one time. Got the little bird. Yeah, it's like the most popular one. Well, it Trump, oh, it's remember? the thing that... The Trump always used to yes. post stuff on it. Yep. My phone kept doing its little tweedle tweedle. Yep. And I decided to eliminate the app. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of those too. If it like has too many ads that pop up on it, I'm like, well, sorry, see you later. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, last question. Okay, so Thanksgiving's coming up. What is your favorite dish for Thanksgiving? Dressing. Dressing. I like dressing, yes. Like stu- stuffing. That's what I call it. Stuffing, yeah. Dressing, stuffing. Okay. Yep. Mm. That's the good stuff. Yes, it is. I look forward to it. Yep. I keep trying every year to push us to have a authentic Thanksgiving. It's important to be authentic. But really, there's an ulterior motive I have because what they probably would have eaten at the first Thanksgiving would have been like shellfish, uh, lobster, and I'm trying to think of... I remember there was like one time I thought like what would be like one thing that they would have actually had at Thanksgiving other than the turkey. Well, I don't know. They wouldn't have had turkey. I don't think they would okay. have had turkey. I don't think. I'm not exactly sure. No, the turkey is native. Yeah, but where they were, you know, it was, where it was it? Massachusetts area, I think, right. is what it was. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't have been turkeys there at that time. I don't think, but right on the coast. So it would have been. It would have been stuff from the sea you know it have been fish it would have been lobster it would have been other things and i think at the time of year um they would have been just you know they wouldn't have had sweet corn but they probably would have had you know maybe some kind of a cornbread thing but i always push to do that just for the lobster part of it okay you're into the lobster yeah okay i got we have well you know, you know i think as long as you're giving thanks yeah. go for it bud you know, because we got kids and we got lots of family. And this year we actually have three Thanksgivings back to back. And you know that thing, like if you eat too much turkey and you get tired. I can just, I can see myself already. I feel, I already feel getting tired from it, you know, eating all that food. And then having to chase the kids around, but. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. The afternoon's more for a nap oh, yeah. after a meal like that. Uh-huh. I agree. Back That's one of the back. best parts. I'll pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what am I complaining about? I get to go have three Thanksgivings three days in a row. Like, legitimately, that, that sounds amazing. But honestly, mm-hmm. when I was little, I always just say, I always was like, like, what is your favorite holiday? I was like, Thanksgiving. And everyone else would be like, Christmas. Because you get presents. I was like, oh, but the food. I was a pretty chunky kid, so it made a lot more sense back then. But, yeah. We still enjoy food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're guys. Yep. Way to a man's heart. Yep. Through the kitchen. Yep. Yep. My favorites were always grandma, especially if they baked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll ride my bike to your house and get some treats. If I walk in the door, I remember my grandma Doris. I, we rode our bikes down there once in the house I'm currently living in and went in there and she was taking a nap because she worked herself to the bone every day and Walked in there and and she woke up from an nap and she's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, kids, I don't I don't have any I don't have any uh, you know desserts or snacks for you, but I'll I'll get something made." And she makes some O Henry bars with just you know like cornflakes with that nice thick layer of chocolate on top. And I was like, "Oh yeah," but I thought it was funny because she was like, "Oh, I know why you're here." <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You only come to Grandma's house for the goodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's other ways, we, reasons we came to Grandma's house. Oh, yes. Of course there was. Yep. Yep. Oh, my. Well, this is a good episode here, Don. And uh, everyone, please join us. Please, please, please come. Bring a friend Tuesday. 
if for nothing else than to just you know sit around and talk and hang out with somebody on tuesday night probably nothing better to do so november 23rd november 23rd 6 30 colonna coffee house that's right and remember to say as you get out get your drink that you've come for the program Mm-hmm. all right cool they'll know you're who you're with yep all right thanks everyone thanks don thank you alex god bless yep <laughs>